Um, he's he's well, mom's well, uh, and yeah, excited to uh, to have him aboard. He made his entrance uh, early this morning, as you said. Okay, around two a.m., uh, Sawyer Simcox come comes into the world. Uh, you know, our first concern, uh, Stephen, mom, uh, Kristen's doing well. Is she uh, recovering nicely? I understand, and 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 uh, is she is she doing okay? She's good. Yeah, she is uh, doing well. Um, real, she was really excited to, uh, you know, have a chance to like eat some real food after uh, a long labor process. So that's been a, a bright <laughs> spot today. Uh, but yeah, she's doing good. She's recovering quickly and um, is, you know, already catching on to, to all the, you know, great things about motherhood with a new baby. So she's uh, she's rocking. Yeah. It. She's kind of leading the way here. Well, Kristen, for people that don't know, is a nurse, and so she knows her way around um, that world. And so I'm sure, um, Stephen, that had to be an interesting experience because she probably uh, knew as much, if not more, than some of the people that were uh, helping. So (laughs) she probably gave them some feedback at some point. Uh, Stephen, let's... uh, Let's let her have a day or two of recovery before we put her on, okay? We won't we won't ask Kristen to come on right now, but just let her know that uh, we're very very excited. Okay, can you give a full name, or are we still like are we are we are we waiting for the big reveal, like on the middle name, or or is that have you, are you ready to share all that with us as well? No, no, that's decided. Uh, his middle name is Michael, which is my dad's name, Mike Simcox. Uh, it's my middle name as well, so Sawyer Michael Simcox is what we're uh, what we're going with, and um, yeah, always fun going to the doctor with Kristen because as you said, she's a nurse, so like her and the nurse and her and the doctor just kind of talk, and I don't understand anything, and they just ask me if I have questions, and I'm like, well, if she's okay with it, I guess I'm okay with it because I have no idea what any of you said. So that's that's always a great part of of any medical endeavor with with her uh, when I'm kind of tagging along. Well. Um... We are very excited. Um, you know, a lot of times in the NFL, we give, you know, heights and weights, and we talk about hand size and those types of things. And so let's keep this in a sports context. Uh, basically, this is kind of like a combine. Stephen, can you give us the actual dimensions of young Sawyer Simcox? Yeah, so he's a pretty big baby. He was 8 pounds, 13 ounces. Which that's not too surprising. I mean, I was like seven seven, I believe, and I've been known in my life to rock a pair of husky jeans. So being a little portly is not a, a shocking thing. But the crazy thing is, he is twenty one inches long already, which is uh, I've been told pretty tall for a newborn. Um, his dad is sitting at about five eight. So I don't know if this is just him kind of peaking early, or if this is uh, maybe some genes from. Um, an uncle or something like that, but he's a, a tall kid so far at 21 inches. 21 inches, good length, good wingspan, and the young Sawyer Simcox comes into the world. Uh, Steve, we'll save this and preserve this for you so Sawyer can hear this. So you'll want to share this with him, maybe give him a year or two uh, before we play this for him. But uh, that's one thing kids love hearing about is, when they came into the world, and what it was it like, and what were they like as little little ones, and um, and that's a really neat thing to be able to uh, share with them. And so we're very excited uh, to meet Sawyer. In fact, uh, well, you shared with us a photo, and that was uh, that was wonderful. I mean, a good looking youngster right out of the mix. Now, 
where does the name Sawyer come from? Was this a family name, just a name? Obviously, it's uh, in literary circles, uh, a very well-known name. How did you come up with the, with the name Sawyer, and uh, was, was this something that you guys spent a lot of time focused on, or did Sawyer win out like pretty quickly a few months ago? Uh, it was really just kind of a, a unique and kind of cool name. Honestly, what happened was uh, my wife, Kristen, thought she was convinced when we found out that she was pregnant that it was a girl. She just, you know, for, she told me that's just what she felt like it was. So we had actually decided on the name Sutton because we liked the name Sutton for a girl. And uh, we went to the gender appointment, um, and we found out it was a boy. So we were sort of, I mean, I was kind of surprised because I convinced myself along with her that it was going to be a girl. So then we had to come up with a new name, and uh, Sutton sort of transformed into Sawyer, and we uh, we landed on that. So that's sort of the origins of, of his name. Okay. I think it's a strong name, and um, Sawyer really does sound like a quarterback. It sounds like somebody that might be in a – kind of a, a fighter pilot. I mean, that's a very strong name. I like it. And uh, Sawyer Simcox is on the scene. And um, Steven cannot wait to uh, to come meet Sawyer. And uh, I would have to say, how about Abby and, and Bradley? How about the uh, big sister, big brother? Uh, they've obviously been given the news. I don't know what the uh, – obviously, we've got some protocols there at the hospital. I don't know when they get to meet their brother. But uh, have has there been – some excitement coming from them uh, already. There has been. They're really excited. Abby is three, and she loves baby dolls, so she is, like, super ready to hold him uh, when we get home. They, yeah, with COVID protocols, I haven't been able to come in yet, but we should. They are telling us today we should go home either tomorrow or Friday, so it won't be too long. And I think uh, Kristen's mom is going to bring them. There's, like, a window right by our, uh, our room, and she, she might bring them this afternoon, and we'll just let them kind of look at them through the window there. Uh, and then, you know, they'll get to meet them in person either tomorrow or Friday. So that'll be good. They're stoked. Uh, Bradley was kind of on the fence about it, but apparently once he saw pictures of him, he was excited. So I think I think all's good in the Simcox house now. We're, we're all on board with it. Was Mike, um, was he, did he shed any tears? I mean, when you broke the, did he know in advance or did you wait till the, till Sawyer was, was uh, uh, on the ground to, uh, to share with him that uh, he would, he would have that special middle name? How did, uh, how did Mike Simcox take that one? He was excited. My dad's a very reserved man. Uh, he's, he's not like me and you. He doesn't really um, look for attention in any way. So he was, he was, a little understated about it, but I, I do think it was special to him. And, um, yeah, he's he's happy to have a, another grandkid, another grandson. So he's ready to uh, to meet him, too. And my parents live very close by, so they will be uh, over often, uh, whether they like it or not, to, to kind of help out with wrangling uh, all, all the chaos in our house coming up. Okay. And uh, now the, the initial outfits, uh, will you try to put him in purple Will you let this child be open-minded about where you know what his uh, rooting interest? Any uh, I know early, early uh, because I was I I came uh, from a family. I was actually a fourth-generation Baylor kid, so my early baby photos. I'm in Baylor gear. Will you put Sawyer in purple TCU gear, or are you going to give that a few days? 
You know, we have a onesie that's purple and has the TC Horn Frog on it and has his name, so that'll make an appearance at some point. Um, I've heard rumors that my mother is already plotting to have, like, Baylor gear ready for him as soon as he gets home that he can change into. Um, You know, Kristen's family, her dad's a Texas fan, so there's all these outside influences. I'm trying to steer him in the right direction, uh, but people are uh, are already sort of – planning their own way of, of, of getting in his head. So it's, it's going to be a competition in the first couple of weeks of, of his life for sure. Yeah, I've noticed what they do, Stephen, is they'll take their fi- their little fingers and they'll like turn, they'll try to like say, oh my gosh, he came out doing hook em horns or he came mm-hmm. out doing a, uh, a bear claw or something. So be on the lookout for some of that. I think that's, uh, I think that's sort of a manufactured deal, but I could see you maybe taking Sawyer's, uh, <laughs> Those two fingers that whatever that frog thing is you guys do and uh, mm-hmm. presenting that. But uh, listen, we're excited and um, you picked a heck of a week to, uh, I mean, I don't think you really picked this. Uh, obviously, your wife seems to have most of the say in your family and, and I'm very uh, used to something, uh, uh, an arrangement like that. But uh, just so you know, in fact, you've probably tried to stay off your phone for the most part. But after 23 years, Donnie Nelson is no longer the Dallas Mavericks GM. I don't know if you've had a chance to even take a peek at Twitter, but I just thought I would break the news that Donnie Nelson, I mean, I, I've known Donnie forever, and uh, he's a great guy, and I just can't believe it because even after Don Nelson, his dad, uh, was sued by Mark all those years ago, Donnie and, and the Mavs stayed together, and Donnie is a Maverick no more. Were you aware of this? So, yeah, I saw this uh, actually like right before I, I hopped on the phone with you. Um, haven't really dug into it too much. Of course, we know uh, on our show we talked with Tim Cato, I guess that was Monday, about his story of you know front office drama that surrounded um, Horablos Vulgaris, I believe was the name. Um, Bob. The, the analytics guy, the Vegas gambler who has made some enemies, including – with Luka Doncic, but I did not think that whole uh, situation would end up with Donnie Nelson parting ways with the team. I do think there's an interesting kind of sentiment that's starting to gain some steam and get some traction, and I, I definitely see where it's coming from that, you know, essentially at this point, it's been a decade since they've won a playoff series. They've really struggled with team building. I think you could make the argument as much as Jerry Jones gets flack from you know the Dallas media, the national media, from being too involved, from being too much of a mouthpiece, for always wanting attention. I mean, Mark Cuban's kind of the same guy. It, as successful as that organization was, and I understand what they were before he took it over. They were irrelevant. Uh, you know, they won that title in 2011. They were a stalwart in the playoffs for years. But as of late, there's there's a lot of similarities there. I mean, it's it's two guys who on the surface are way too involved in the day-to-day operations of their organizations. Uh, They have huge egos. They're always wanting to talk. And, you know, Jerry's really good at spinning narratives, too. He might be the best out of all of them. But one of them gets gets a lot of uh, flack, and and understandably so, justifiably so, where I think Mark has kind of gotten a pass for a long time. But I feel like that's starting to – turn on him a little bit as uh, the Mavericks just can't seem to, to get out of neutral here and, and get past um, 
where they've been, which is barely making the playoffs and then getting bounced in the first round. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, I uh, I mean, that's what I'm going to talk about this next segment, Stephen. And uh, I'm going to let you get back to, to Sawyer, checking on him. Please give uh, Kristen my best. And uh, you better get on back here. EP, you did not warn me that EP sounded like Garrison Keillor or something. I mean, this man's voice, Stephen, my gosh, I, I sometimes will just get mesmerized and forget to talk, and you know that's kind of hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. I rarely forget to talk, but boy, E.P. E. Garth, noted author, Baylor uh, graduate, so uh, I would say, Stephen, I, I, I'd like to see a report back to work Monday because E.P. is really growing on me. Well, I'll right. tell you one thing, Matt and uh, Stephen, uh, I talk different off mic. So it's not all Stephen's fault. He didn't tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. My goodness. I mean, EP is really a smooth dude. So uh, we'll, he is. He sounds, I, he sounds great. I can't compete with that. But well, I'll, I, I'll, I'll I, do my best to be back Monday, and maybe EP can kind of just hang out with us from time to time. Well, one thing, Stephen, I noticed uh, in uh, watching you work is that your knowledge of uh, just you pull it right off of the top of your head about everything it is amazing how in-depth you go and how many uh things that you know about individual players and teams and it's uh that is overwhelming to me so kudos oh, to well, you thank you, thank you i will send you the, the check in the mail I appreciate <laughs> okay. you. all right all right i mean it's just kind of I've, I've, it's like i'm on with uh, Vern lundquist or something my <laughs> gosh this voice all right hey steven tell everybody i said hi Tell your mom and dad I'm excited. Tell Kristen Hay, and um, I'm glad she's doing well. I mean, those are stressful times. I hope you were a good coach, and uh, I'm sure you were extremely supportive and, and said all the right things. Um, and and uh, you were you were really uh, you're a calm guy, and that's the kind of guy you need in the delivery room. I, all I was doing was trying not to faint. That was all. I was kind of, I was kind of wanting it to go back to like the 1950s and 60s when they wouldn't let the dads come in there. You know, they just kind of had to stay out in the waiting room. I thought I was kind of thinking that would be the way to go. But in this day and age, they kind of want us in there. And and, and Stephen, I don't know if it happened for you, but I remember like they held the baby up, and and I was the one who got to make the call. You know, now of course with you, you already knew what it was going to be. We did oh. not. Wow. Yeah, we it was a surprise to us, and of course there I am, kind of not wanting to panic, and I'm having to really inspect some things. The doctor said, "Okay, Dad, make the call," and I said, "It's a," and I really got to looking pretty hard. Uh, and uh, of course, it was a girl, and now she is about to turn 14 years old, and she's the uh, apple of our eye, as will Sawyer be, and Abby, and Bradley, and the whole gang. All right, Stephen, listen, appreciate you. Uh, go back to all that you're doing, and then we look forward to seeing you uh, back in the office on Monday. All right. All right. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I'm gonna fire up the. I'm gonna go back to the room, fire up the Syntex Sports Fan app, and just let Sawyer listen to, to Uncle Matt the rest of the show. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. There he goes, Stephen Simcox. Uh, EP. I worked really hard on that app to develop that app, the Syntex of uh, the. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, oh there. He, Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, I like people to actually hear exactly what's happening, so that's fine. Um, we are going to take you until four o'clock, and Tommy Barfield will will take over game time. He's got all sorts of stuff lined up today. A very very uh, uh, big time 
guest list. I did want to say we got a fun college uh, baseball guest for you coming up in about 20 minutes, and uh, we will have the star player for Dallas Baptist, the team that came very, very close to making it to Omaha. We will have the star player uh, for Dallas Baptist. He will join us at 340. But right now, we're going to get ready to talk about a bombshell that went off in the Dallas Mavericks organization. What does this mean? What is happening with the Mavericks organization? I'll break it all down for you next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and still very muggy conditions. Low temperatures fall to 73 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny, hot and humid tomorrow, high of 97. Our heat index tops out at 101. And the same story on Friday, mostly sunny skies, a high of 96 with a heat index right at 100 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. It's One Chicago on a Wednesday. Uh, it's on NBC. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before, maybe maybe more than you'd like to hear me talk about it. So the, the line exactly is, it's like when we were watching Baylor win the national championship. Ha ha, I know. Well done by Derek Haas. We appreciate that. A mention of Baylor winning the national championship on Chicago Fire last night. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. I'm sorry. It's Al from the Good Feet Store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose. Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that could cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Good Feet System helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in. Meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is that? At the Good Feet Store in Waco near Cabela's. Yeah, just come off of the bumper. All right, we do have a um, we got a major uh, guest coming on at, at uh, two forty. We're going to talk to uh, one of Dallas Baptist's uh, finest players, and uh, man, this is a really it's been a really fun run for them. And uh, he's going to join us at two forty. I, I do want to thank uh, Central National Bank; they're always in charge of our graphics um, on Twitter. They do a beautiful job, and again, it's a locally owned bank. Uh, two locations in the Waco area course out in uh, Temple and then one in Austin as well and uh, they do some amazing things for the community one of the things they've been doing in recent months is um, you know they'll take care of you if your children are going off to college uh, or if your child's going to Baylor or if you want to uh, kind of get a kid ready in high school and get them an account they have student accounts that they do a great job on and it's just nice when you send your kid off to college or wherever you like for them to be able to call and visit with people if they have any kind of issue, people that know them and people you can trust. And that is, uh, boy, my friends, uh, Joe Nesbitt, the whole Nesbitt family, um, they do an incredible job. You've heard them. They actually do a, 
a great job on radio for years. The Nesbitts went to Waco High School. They've done Waco High School. Now they have some kids out at Midway and uh, some really talented athletes, I might add. And so they're involved with Midway, Waco High School, a lot of our different, uh, uh, different uh, high schools around here. So we're very proud of our association with Central National Bank, our title sponsor. It is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Stephen, as some of you just heard, has uh, uh, Kristen, his wife, had a baby this morning at about 2 a.m. And so, um, you know, sometimes, E.P., as you may have learned, it sounds like earlier in your life, you know, you don't just kind of snap and the baby arrives. Sometimes you head into the hospital and you spend a little time, and, um, and, but it is amazing. You kind of schedule these things now. You know exactly what day that's all happening, and it happened. And so that baby's birthday, though, it happened at 2 this morning. So I'm, I'm in Chicago right now, EP. Uh, you know, you lose track when you're taking a little vacation. This feels weird. I'm on the air with you. Is this really a vacation? Anyway, um, so the, ba- the uh, Sawyer Simcox's birthday is going to be the 16th of June. Does that sound right to you? Is today June 16th? It is June the 16th. Okay. Okay. That's a good day. That's a good day for a birthday. June 16th will be this child's um, Sawyer Michael Simcox. And the dimensions on Sawyer... Uh, a lot of you guys know Stephen and have watched him uh, sort of grow up on the station and, uh, and and get to hear him on a daily basis. Eight pounds, 13 ounces, 21 inches. Eight pounds, 13 inches, uh, excuse me, 13 ounces, 21 inches. And for, from what I can tell, EP, although I, I think my daughter was maybe 19 inches, that's pretty good length. I mean, that's pretty, I mean, not, not that I would say if it were short length, I wouldn't say it. But I feel like that's a nice that's a nice length for a child, uh, newborn, twenty one inches. Does that sound good to you, EP? A twenty one inch child? I think so. My uh, youngest daughter was twenty one inches, and she was eight pounds. She was uh, like half an ounce under nine pounds. So she was a pretty good girl. I mean, she's just an old skinny thing now. <laughs> yeah, I got a little one too. Um, and uh, but but she did come out on a little on the uh, larger side. It's okay to say that when they're when they're babies. So uh, excited for Stephen Simcox. If you want to congratulate Stephen, I'll pass along the word to him. You can text us on the CNC Collision Line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We'll just kind of have some congratulations rolling in. If you want to say something nice, we'll make sure he hears about it. Two five four. Six six two sixteen sixty. All right, uh, we we do have a big guest coming up at three forty, and um, it's it's kind of an exciting one because this is a player that I've followed for Dallas Baptist. He's a really really fine player. We'll have him on uh, in a few minutes. EP news broke today. A lot of news came out today. Um, Chris Paul is in COVID protocol. I mean that that team was rolling. Phoenix. I don't know how long he'll be in protocol. He's out for uh, the near future. They're waiting to see what happens in this other series. And in the other season, the other series, Kawhi Leonard is out with a knee injury. Okay? And they don't know. This thing could be more. And Kawhi Leonard is a warrior. He will get out there. He'll get after it. But for now, he can't go. Uh, EP, I don't know how closely 
you watch the NBA, I will just tell you that Kawhi Leonard is one of the greatest players in the NBA. I'm sure you know that. But um, this is an extremely difficult news for the Clippers. Paul George, good player, comes and goes in the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard, a player good enough to put you on his back if he needs to. And if he can't go the rest of this series, the uh, I, I promise you the Jazz just dodged a major bullet. Well, because, the, um, yeah. Yeah. The Jazz are well, giving the, the Clippers, uh, you know, they're giving them everything they can handle. And what a one-man show the other night in Kawhi Leonard in beating uh, the uh, uh, Utah Jazz. And uh, that's devastating news for Clipper fans because uh, the, it appeared that uh, because of Kawhi Leonard, they had regained the momentum in the series and they were probably going to win it. Now, uh, I don't know if they can win it without Kawhi Leonard. So that's a big loss for them. Yeah, and you're making me upset, uh, EP, because I am a huge Jazz fan, so I was not ready to concede this series at all. Jazz also missing a really good player in Mike Conley, and it looks like he will not be available for Game 5 tonight as well. So we'll keep our eye on this, but major news breaking out of the, the Mavs organization. Donnie Nelson, they said it's a mutual parting of ways. Longtime uh, Mavs GM. He was instrumental in Dirk Nowitzki showing up here. He was then, uh, it was early days of Dirk, and then his father, Don Nelson, and then uh, instrumental in Luca coming here after 23 years. Man, that's about, uh, that is about the lifespan now, EP of my marriage. Um, and that's a, uh, that's a good long while. I mean, he had a great run with the Mavericks, and he is out. And... EP, one thing I've learned is that I learned it even back in high school and and into college. uh, These mutual breakups, these mutual parting of ways, that's rarely the case. It's rarely the case that the two sides um, just say, you know what, let's both walk away. You know, even in radio I've heard, that's not often how it happens, where the two sides just come together and go, you know what, let's just all agree, let's just all walk away. I think it would be a good time to walk away. That rarely happens, EP. And um, this is a mutual parting of the ways is how they've termed this. But this comes on the heels of a story we were talking about yesterday um, or a couple of days ago, and a story broken by The Athletic that a guy named Bob Volgaris was working as almost a shadow GM of the Mavericks, had a lot of say, in the rotations, the starting lineups, and um, it, it we, now I'm hearing rumors he could be out as well. His contract is up, but this kind of weird figure who was more of a gambling, sort of a pro gambler on sports, who had figured out all this analytic stuff and apparently had some knowledge in the field of artificial intelligence, AI we like to call it, had gotten this outsized voice in the uh, organization. Now, The Athletic started writing this story, and they had anonymous voices telling them that this guy had uh, was out of control. Now, what, what, you know, reading between the lines, as a longtime journalist, I am able to tell you that probably there's some thought that some of, these, some of the stuff in this story may have been fed to The Athletic from none other than... The GM who had maybe lost some influence, Donnie Nelson. Now, is that true? I don't know. I don't know. I know Donnie and know him pretty well. I've had a great friendship with him over the years. 
have not talked to Donnie since this news went down. Um, I'm, what I'm doing is reading between the lines. If Donnie is suddenly out after this weird report that came out two days ago, it, uh, it suggests that maybe Donnie, there was some thought that Donnie was the one leaking this information. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying you don't fire Donnie if you love him after 23 years. You don't suddenly fire him. This something has to do with this story that came out. Now, Mark Cuban came out in EP. He put out the word that this is, and I quote, and I'm not going to say it because we'll get in trouble, but he, he, when the story was first published, Mark Cuban's only response to it was to say, uh, my take on this is that this is BS, and he actually said the words. And so that's what Mark Cuban threw out there. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he still thinks that. But whatever happened, it was enough of a story that there was an aftermath uh, up from it. And again, we had Tim Cato, who wrote the story on a couple of days ago, to visit with us. And as he said, you know, they weren't looking. As journalists, we don't write things like, I hope somebody gets fired. Oh, I hope after I write this. Now, of course, if you're covering more important things, like, uh, say, poverty or, say, crime or, say, things that are going on in cities like corruption, yeah, yeah, you hope that what you write may lead to change. But now with sports, it's different. We're not trying to get people fired. We're trying to tell stories and shed light on things. And in this case, they shed light on this secretive, kind of weird, shadowy character named Bob Volgaris. EP, um, people don't just suddenly, after 23 years, disappear or get fired. Now, in the radio business, they do. They, it doesn't matter how long we've been around. Suddenly, some days, you just, boom, you're just fired all of a sudden. Happens all the time. But now, in, the, in, in basketball, if you've been with the Mavericks for 23 years, and you've kept a job and kept in good standing, um, I would say most of the time, you don't just, after 23 years, out of the blue, get fired. Something's going on. I would think Donnie Nelson has a good relationship with Luka Doncic. I mean, he's the one who kind of talked about him and, and really wanted the Mavericks to take him. But now, Donnie Nelson is out. Every decision that's made with the Mavericks from now on, as long as Luka Doncic is here, let me just tell you, will be made in Luka's interest. What does Luka want? How much money does Luka want? How long is Luka going to be with his team? All right, you've seen how LeBron jumps from team to team. You've seen how KD has jumped from team to team. The Mavericks don't want that to be Luka Doncic. They don't want to wake up one day and Luka's gone off to Brooklyn. They won't want to see him playing with the Miami Heat. They have to do whatever they can to take care of Luka Doncic. Well, I don't know where Luka stands on Donnie, but now Donnie is gone, and I would imagine this Bob Bulgaris will be next. EP, pretty interesting stuff, I'd say. Yes, I'm here, Matt. I'm talking to uh, Jackson Glenn right now. My gosh, Jackson Glenn wasn't due to us till 3:40. Well, I'm talking these, to him these on the Dallas phone. These Dallas Baptist guys. <laughs> hey, yeah. tell Jackson, tell Jackson, we gotta we gotta pay some bills, and that we will call him back in five minutes. All I'll right? do that. He, this 
this sounds like uh, the kind of young man who, when they tell you to, to call at 340, he calls five minutes early because that's the way he's wired. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going uh, to take care of some bills here, and then we're going to get Jackson Glenn. He is the star player. He was the MVP of the Missouri Valley Conference, and this guy is amazing. And he will join us at 340, and we will, uh, we will do that next. Here's your uh, Central Texas sports update. In Game 5 of the Eastern Conference semifinals, the Brooklyn Nets took a 3-2 lead in the series with a 114-108 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Kevin Durant turned in a career performance with 49 points and a triple-double. James Harden played despite a hamstring injury but was only 1-for-10 from the floor. Another NBA news, the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard is out for the rest of the series with Utah due to a knee injury. The series resumes tonight. In the bottom of the 10th inning against the Texas Rangers, Jose Otuve won the game 6-3 on a walk-off grand slam. The Rangers series with the Astros continues tonight here on ESPN Fox Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has no, life expectancy him, uh, five times but, that of um, other systems. And they offer sure 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. It's going to be almost 340 when this property's over. Universal Windows Direct. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1 800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience yes, the difference. Yes, for about two minutes. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. On Matt Mosley's show... Coming to you from uh, Chicago, and uh, man, I, I'm so excited to have this next guest, and uh, Jackson Glenn is joining us, one of the star players for Dallas Baptist, and uh, Jackson, have you uh, have you been able to, um, second baseman for Dallas Baptist, 
Have you been able to uh, recover? I know it was a tough one a couple of days ago. Man, we were so bummed Monday. We were pulling for you guys like crazy. Uh, how how quickly were you able to kind of go from the, uh, the I'm sure, the devastating nature of that loss to sort of looking back and being able to appreciate an, an amazing uh, season? And by the way, on your part, an amazing career there. Yeah, uh, there's a quick turnaround. So, obviously, you know, we ended up losing game three to Virginia in the Super Regionals. Um, and, it, I mean, it obviously was devastating at the time, you know, but I think that that's something that a lot of athletes pride themselves on. Or, and if, if you want to be a great athlete, you got to pride yourself on this, having a short memory. And so, um, you know, obviously losing, like I said, was, was devastating. But, um, and you know, there was time for us to – you know, to kind of hang our heads and for us to um, just kind of lean on each other. But I think that's the special thing about college baseball is that, um, you know, as, as soon as your season ends, you get to focus on the other guys that you have around you. So, man, that was something that, that I'll never forget and something that truly helped me look past the loss. And uh, uh, it was just something special. Yeah, and you boy, you hit some uh, major home runs, it, it, not only the Super Regional, but throughout the season and everything. Uh, Jackson, is that is that something uh, the pop that you have is that does that go all the way back to little league and high school, or did you is that or did you kind of grow into that as you started making your journey toward Dallas Baptist? Have you all have you always had that that uh, pop in your bat? You know that that's actually a question that I've been getting a lot. Um, so, you know, obviously back when I was real young, like there was some pop in the bat um, going through high school. You know, I had good pop as well. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until, you know, whenever I went to junior college, like, you know, I put up a decent amount of home runs, but I I never really had a year like I had this year, you know, obviously this year with 21 home runs and and 19 doubles, like it was just kind of a, it it honestly was kind of a shock to me kind of looking back saying like, wow, like those are kind of some absurd power numbers. But, um, I got a chance to talk, you know, with coach Hefner, you know, our head coach here at DBU and, um, even though there were power numbers, you know, I, I, I still wouldn't say that I have just this extreme pop at the plate. Um, and that's something that we pride ourselves on here at BBU is, you know, we don't try to lead the nation in home runs. We, we don't try to lead the nation in big power numbers. What we try to do is we try to lead the nation in doubles. And so that's just kind of what, what I can attest this year to is just saying, hey, I want to tailor my swing to where I can hit both gaps very well and try to hit doubles. Um, and that's where some of those power numbers came from is just, you know, my goal was to hit doubles, but some of those balls ended up getting out of the yard. So while they, yeah, while they do look like they're just like, I have some insane pop, I, you know, I would just say that it's just pretty normal. So. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, it, it was, I marveled at the team because I was at that TCU game. Now Jackson, I jumped on the bandwagon. We're talking to Jackson Glenn, <laughs> second baseman uh, for Dallas Baptist, but I love that. You know, that game was the first time I really got to dig in. I'd seen y'all a little bit. You come back from a 6-2 deficit. Then you came back from a 5-0 deficit against Oregon State. Um, uh, it, was, it was sort of remarkable. Where, where does that come from? I mean, it, it, in, you know, even in that TCU, I think one of those games, it might have been, uh, been that TCU game. You know, I think Dan Hefner, your coach, made some kind of speech to you all or just said basically, hey, guys, we've got nine outs to play with here. 
this thing's this thing's far from over. Is that is that something he did say against TCU, and has that always sort of been y'all's mantra? Uh, because the, it, it almost seemed like y'all didn't get rolling until you did face a deficit sometimes. Yeah, and I, you know, I think you're absolutely right. Coach Schiefner, I, I think it was in the TCU game when he kind of pulled us together and just told us to just to continue to stay with the approach, uh, just to continue to keep working, and then we're going to finally break it open at some point. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is that's just how baseball works. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, the opposing pitcher, especially when you get to Division One baseball, like the opposing pitchers are very, very good, and hitting gets much and much harder as you go on. Um but that's what we pride ourselves on in DBU. You know, I think that we gained a lot of national attention there at the end of the year because, you know, we, we had the resilience, we had the strength to keep moving forward and to just say, hey, it doesn't matter how many runs we're down. It doesn't matter if we're up by a certain number of runs. We're going to keep pushing and we're going we're gonna to keep going. And so that's what made the regional so fun. You know, obviously with the comeback win against TCU and then a comeback win later against Oregon State, you know, it, it surprised a lot of people. But at the same time, you know, as a DBU Patriot and knowing that, you know, all of my teammates are surrounding me, like we knew that, I mean, we honestly weren't surprised because we knew we had it in the tank. And so that's what we like to pride ourselves on is that we're tough, we're competitors, and that ultimately, like, you know, the game's never, the game's never done until they get 27 out, so. Yeah, and and this was a this was a special team, and obviously you came, you came so close. Um, you know, for you personally, uh, I, I somebody was telling me that during um, during COVID, you really uh, worked on the you know weight management and boy, uh, uh, doing a lot of lifting and all that kind of thing. What was the was that a very like I, I no the COVID wasn't beneficial for most of us. Sadly, um, I didn't really take care of my body too much during the COVID. But it sounds like you 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 actually uh, Jackson used the time pretty well. Um, what, what were you able to do during that period, and how much do you think that played a role in, in your big season personally for DBU? Yeah. Um, before I elaborate, I mean, it was just probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in, in my baseball career uh, to this point. Um, I think once COVID shut down, you know, my senior season in 2020, um, and I learned that I had the chance to come back for another senior year, I – you know, I kind of looked myself in the mirror and said, like, if, if my baseball career was done at that point when the season got shut down, would I be satisfied with how I left? And I, I think the answer, you know, obviously the answer to myself was no, and I knew why. It's because I knew I wasn't, you know, as athletic as I could be. And so I got the chance to go to Kansas and play summer ball, and that whole summer, you know, I committed to myself to, to stick to a strict diet, zero cheat meals, and then to work out twice a day, um, and to just better myself. And so, you know, the diet consisted of no sugar for, you know, no type of sugar at all for 75 days. Um, and let me tell you, like, that is, that is not, it's not fun. Um, talk about, you know, getting cranky every once in a while. Like, I'm sure my teammates got a little annoyed with me because, you know, no sugar. But, um, yeah, it, it really changed, I think, for me, it changed the way that this season kind of went for me because, um, during that summer, I lost about 25 pounds, and I was able to come back as a better athlete, um, and it kind of opened up some stuff for us as far as lineups go. So usually where I was only limited to a corner you know, infield position third base, um, I got the chance to move over to second base and allowed more guys to come in and allowed you know, for more you know, different looks at lineups. And 
So it, it definitely benefited us. You know, it benefited me as a person for sure with my athleticism, but it also benefited the team, I think, as well, just to allow more guys to get in. And, um, you know, it's something that I'm extremely thankful for. Yeah, I, I would love to, to do things that would help humanity like that, but the no sugar thing, Jackson, that, that sounds like too much <laughs> of a commitment. My goodness. Uh, it, and, uh, it is tough. It, it is tough. You were away from home, so I don't know how in the world you were even finding the right foods and do all that, but it's, again, it, it paid off. Talking to uh, Jackson Glenn, uh, plays for Dallas Baptist, can play any of those infield spots, but move over to second base, hit 20 home runs uh, this season. You know, Jackson, your teammates, what a what a fun team because uh, uh, Cole goes down with um, your cleanup hitter, has an injury. I believe that was in that TCU game that I attended. And then you lose another player. I mean, it, it, and it was like, I think it was your three and four hitters, and they weren't quite right. I mean, obviously, they came back and were available to pinch hit, but they weren't themselves. I think, in fact, Cole may have broken his foot. But it was amazing to me how deep this team was. I mean, whether it was Sosa or whether Robo or whoever it was, um, now, see, I call them by their nicknames. I've, I've, I've yeah. been watching you guys so much. But uh, even seven, eight, nine hitters, Bell would come in there, and he hit a key double against TCU, and he's obviously got some power. Um, is that one of the most fun things about this uh, Dallas Baptist program is just how much depth you guys have and, and how much uh, you, you can kind of get it from almost anywhere? Yeah, it's definitely – it's definitely a very unique team, and I think, you know, that's something that we pride ourselves on, too, is just, you know, at, for, for baseball, you know, sports in general, you can only have a certain number of guys, you know, that play at a time. And so, obviously, to have our three and four hole go out, you know, kind of in a key time of the season, it was very, very disappointing. Um, but, um, you know, to have guys that were there in the dugout cheering on their own teammates, and, you know, being selfless in those moments, like, that allowed them to stay ready and to, to come up and have some great pinch hits and, and obviously to finish out that regional and move into the super regional. So um, it, it's very, uh, honestly, like the humility on our team allows for, you know, guys to step in big situations and to compete at such a high level because, you know, our guys understand and they know that it's not about themselves. It's, it's never about one single person on our team. It's always been about, how can we have the other guys back and how can we do this as a team? And so I think ultimately that mindset for us is what took us so far in the postseason this year and to do something no other team at DBU has done before. Um, and it's, it's awesome. It's, it's great to see, you know, the guys that we have on this team, how selfless they are. All right. Now give us the, uh, what, what, what are you going to do now? I mean, you've now finally run out of eligibility. Um, and, uh, I, I know, uh, once you're a Patriot, what do they say? Never a former Patriot. And all those guys that the last time, uh, they almost went to the World Series was that 2011 team. I mean, all those past teams come back to these games. And I'm sure at some point you'll do the same thing. Um, I, I, I know, uh, You've been named an All-American. You're viewed very uh, highly, very well among uh, among some of the pro prospects. What are you hearing on that front, and and what is your plan moving forward? Are you gonna Are you gonna give this thing a go to to try to maybe uh, uh, play some pro baseball? Yeah, that's um, obviously that's a dream. So, you know, I started playing baseball back when I was you know three or four years old, and. You know, the dream has always been to get drafted and to go play professional baseball. So um, why stop now? You know, 
and so that that's obviously my dream. You know, I think um, it's obviously been such a blessing to have been named an All-American and, and to, you know, kind of climb up on the, you know, the pro prospects list. But I think what you mentioned earlier about being able to come back to BBU and, and see the legacy and see the guys that I got to play with and just to see the, um, the coaching staff continue to push guys. I think that that's something that, that I'm going to remember. And that's something I'm honestly looking much more forward to um, because DBU, you know, like you said, like there's no such thing as a former Patriot. Um, and I think that that's so special because, you know, there's guys here that put their blood, sweat, and tears into the program, you know, just like I did. And I, I, I want to be able to come back and I want to be able to recognize that. And, um, it was so awesome being at the super regional and the regional seeing all of these former players come around us and to give us hugs and all of that um, after the, after the key wins that we had. And that's something that I want to be a part of. And that's something that I want to stay and, and see a lot. So, you know, obviously getting the chance to play pro ball and, and try to move up that, I mean, that's going to mean the world to me, but you know, I, I think being able to come back here and see the relationships that I built, you know, continue to flourish. I think that that's going to mean so much more. So well, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to uh, have you on. And um, tell my man, Sherlin, by the way, I, I know he had to be down about, uh, about what happened out there and the way that thing ended against Virginia. But I'm telling you, uh, you just re- keep reminding him, you know, y'all never, y'all, you know, it's a, it's a team deal and y'all me- never make it that far without what he did against TCU and some of those other games. That guy is a really fine reliever and so I was uh, I hated to see it happen it's going to happen to any pitcher if they're out there long enough but my goodness that dude right there Jackson can uh, he mixes his pitches so well and he's a great guy to bring into a game so I know he's got the confidence and he'll bounce back from that but uh, tell him uh, tell him Mosley is uh, a big fan of his okay oh I sure will and you're exactly right Peyton Sherlin is he is one heck of a pitcher and I'm gonna let him know for you so Okay. Hey, Jackson, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you're a great ambassador for the program. And uh, my, 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 my younger buddy, Will Hefton, you're his favorite player uh, from the Hefton family, uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a really neat deal. So appreciate you being on with me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. All right. There he goes, Jackson Glenn, uh, one of the fine players from Dallas Baptist. And, EP, you can tell, just a great young guy. And um, and I'll be interested to see kind of where he ends up in the draft. The guy kind of reformed and worked his body into the shape. He was kind of a, a bigger third baseman power type guy and uh, went to work during COVID to become more athletic. And he got himself over to second base so he could be play those middle infield spots. And, uh, and I think he's probably played his way into a 21 home runs this year into that Major League Baseball draft. So a great guy. And that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and uh, only thing I forgot to ask a BP is um, I, I always wonder if if you when when a team like Virginia knocks you out if you if you start cheering for that team. So we'll have to see. I would usually like when when Baylor got beat by Duke back in two thousand what was that ten eleven twelve somewhere in there for the Final Four. Um, Scott Drew said he was very much cheering for Duke. Because you want the team that knocks you out to go ahead and win it all. But uh, EP, have you has this have you been watching a little of this college baseball? It's pretty exciting stuff. Yes, it's yes, it's very exciting stuff. And uh, I've been glued to the TV for about a week now. And uh, all right. So and that that young man uh, Jackson Glenn, 
uh, very articulate, uh, handles himself very well on the interview. So kudos for him and a good, you know, hearty slap on the back because uh, he'll be a great interview in the pros maybe someday. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying maybe we just bring him over here to ESPN Central Texas if the if pro baseball doesn't work out. But would be a great uh, yeah, he's, a, he's got he's the tools to be to... a good color analyst, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, by the way, uh, on the way out here, uh, I am thankful. Uh, uh, Alan Samuels, uh, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, what they do for us. Ram Spotlight Days are out there. Ram's three-peat Motor Trend Truck of the Year, back-to-back-to-back. Top safety pick for trucks named in 2021, and that spotlight on the 2021 new Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star with 5250 or 0% for 72 months, plus $1,000 bonus cash, impressive towing, and the most comfortable ride of any truck. Ted Teague, longtime friend of mine out there, the GM, runs that place, has a beautiful uh, showroom and that uh, service space, any maker model. You go in there, and it's a huge, like 50,000 square foot uh, of uh, uh, feet of uh, service space. Love that place out there at Allen Samuels. Get out there. I drive that Grand Cherokee, and uh, they've got a lot of those. Beautiful, those 2021 models especially. EP, appreciate you, buddy. Uh, We will do it again tomorrow. I'm coming to you live from Chicago. Game time is coming up next, and Tom's got this thing loaded. Tom Barfield is next. Have a great evening, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, right, Jeff, won the national tomorrow. championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in the uh, World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fouts, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the voice of the bears weekdays from two to 3 PM here on the home of the bears, ESPN central Texas. Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. 
Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Last Chance Bar in Bell Mead is under new ownership. This family-owned and operated establishment offers a small-town atmosphere with a rustic down-home feel. Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment. Pool tournaments, karaoke every Thursday, live music Saturdays, and ladies' night every Wednesday. Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Bell Mead, only minutes away from I-35. With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hospitality. Log on to lastchancebartx.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield. Hey, good afternoon and welcome. Welcome one and all to game time for this Wednesday afternoon. Beautiful, another beautiful day in the heart of Texas. And summer is officially here, by the way. 97 degrees. I had to run an errand uh, just a few minutes ago, and it was 97 degrees when I jumped in the truck. I'm like, are you kidding me? We went from 75 in rain every day for about three straight weeks to now all of a sudden it is a scorcher at 97 degrees. So uh, welcome into the program. We're glad you're with us. EP Masters, uh, EP Garth, rather, flipping the switches and old habits, flipping the switches and turning the knobs, and we're glad uh, EP is with us here this afternoon. Uh, we've got a big show lined up for you. I mean, we we went out and we, uh, we hit a home run, no pun intended. Uh, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball is going to join us and talk about the uh, College World Series. Uh, Drew Davison is also going to join us a little later on. Uh, Drew with the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and uh, he'll talk about the, the Jim Schlossnagel uh, leaving the TCU Horned Frogs and headed to Texas A&M, and then Kirk Sarlos being uh, promoted to the uh, head coaching position at TCU. We'll get into that. We'll also get into some college baseball news and notes. Uh, David Murphy, the former Baylor Bear and former Boston Red Sox, former Texas Ranger, and now with uh, uh, it, it used to be Fox Sports Southwest. I, I think it's called. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm drawing a blank. I think it's Bally's uh, something to that effect. But uh, Bally Sports. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll talk to David this afternoon. I want to get into the to the pitching thing and, and the uh, the foreign substance thing, and also talk about the the Rangers and the Astros series, and and just get into some baseball with David here. And we'll do that this afternoon as well. And then Kenny Duron from Cottonwood Creek Golf Course is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the U.S. Open. I also want to get into this. Uh, to this controversy, if you will, with uh, uh, DeChambeau and in uh, Kepka, to me, it's kind of funny. Uh, hey, are you familiar with the story, EP? Yeah, I mean, 
I have been following it, and uh, it seems like uh, much to do about nothing. It you know is. What I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, I think one of them finally came out and said, you know what? It's no big deal. We just don't like each other. <laughs> and you don't have to. You know, not everybody has to like everybody. So, uh, yeah, but that's the... Uh, that is the the deal there. So we'll get into that, and then uh, Roy McElroy pointed out. Uh, I think that they're talking about getting rid of the greens books. You know, you know the book that uh, helps the players read the greens. And he goes, none of none of us want them. I mean, none of us want them. So, so it's we'll figure what that. We'll talk to uh, Kenny about that and see what that's all about. So that'll be coming up on the program as well. Uh, all right. So we have got to say, and I don't. All of a sudden, I'm getting a. We'll echo here, but hmm. all of, uh, the uh, let's just do this real quick. Okay, that's what it was. I don't know why. You're I, coming through my mind. Yeah, somehow. So uh, it's I guess it's because it's pointed over here. But uh, we want to say congratulations to the Simcox family as they welcomed a new member to the organization in eight pounds thirteen ounces Sawyer. Michael Simcox, born around 2 o'clock this morning, and that is fantastic news. 21 inches long. He was giving, uh, Stephen was on with uh, Matt Mosley earlier today, and he was giving out all the uh, the particulars. So we we, we copied them down, and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, that is is great news. So there you go. But uh, very cool for Stephen, and, and you could hear the excitement. In his voice uh, today, so you know, just you know, you remember EP when when that child was born, and uh, it, just the excitement level, and it's like I was telling someone the other day when you uh, when you're at Hillcrest and you're walking through the hospital, all of a sudden you hear the music playing, you know that uh, there's a brand new one. Welcome to the world, and and uh, so at two o'clock this morning, Sawyer Michael Simcox made his arrival, and that is fantastic news so we got a new member of the uh espn fox sports central texas team well you you know the feeling of uh, you know you it's euphoria isn't it yeah for two weeks it's just like you're on a high for two weeks so it's really cool (laughs) when we took Paige home you know you put you put her in the car and and you're like man i'm going to drive like 30 miles an hour down i'm going to find every back road i don't it's uh it was just it was just wild when when that when that happened and you know now now mine is 21 and often doing her own thing a graduate of uh of the university of arkansas and you know and it it happens in about five minutes that's what i told steven you're gonna blink and next thing you know he's gonna be in first grade and <laughs> away you go but uh good stuff for the for the simcox family and and, and mom and baby and and steven is uh doing well and you know but we don't care what what's up with Stephen. Just make sure that the little baby is is in good shape. No, I just, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Stephen. So anyway, we uh, we welcome uh, we welcome Sawyer Michael to our team. He and he's immediately a part of the team. Mosley had a great question. Does what does he wear? Does he wear purple for TCU? Does he wear green and gold for the Bears? Uh, so th- there's some there's some questions that got to get answered here uh, on this deal. No, there was a mom uh, uh, that had daughters playing basketball uh one at lamar and one at northwestern state about 10 years ago when i was doing northwestern state uh, the women's games on the radio and and she had a jersey specially made sold right in half so right in half right down the middle <laughs> i've seen those i've seen those that's pretty cool or some would do the front one in the back yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah 
But some decisions have got to be made. I mean, you just can't just throw the kid to the wolves. You've got to have some direction here, I think. My uh, old boss out in uh, Brady, Texas, the late Ed Keeling, uh, he had two sons and a daughter. And uh, he had uh, he all he was he was a big Aggie. I mean, he mm-hmm. was like way up in the uh, you know the core. And uh, he's the guy that stands out front with a saber and gets his picture taken. You know, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> that I mean, guy. he was way up. <laughs> yeah. And so I mean, he was loved the Aggies, and so it, it just assumed that his sons and daughter would go to A and M while his their mother went to TCU. And uh, believe it or not. Uh, the one one went to uh, Baylor, and then but the other two went to TCU, and none, none of them went to Texas A and M, which was always kind of a big surprise. But they got a good education, so it doesn't really matter where they went. There you <laughs> go. All right, uh, it's uh, seven minutes after four, four oh seven, and again uh, about ninety seven degrees here in Central Texas. We're glad you're with us as we roll through this uh, hump day, middle of the week. It's a Wednesday, and we're glad you're with us here on Game Time from ESPN Central Texas. Game Time on. Uh, ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Be out your friend in the car business. When we come back, we're going to get into, and I, boy, I keep bringing this up, and I don't know why I do. I just, I just do. But we're gonna, we've got some audio from Cam Newton. I want you to hear. And, and when I, when I was going through some stuff this morning, kind of getting ready for the show today, one of the things that. Uh, that occurred to me is I said this when I heard the cam stuff the cam Newton stuff I said this should be the approach of every athlete all the way through whether you're at the junior high level the high school level college professional sports the attitude that cam Newton takes uh, about the competition at quarterback uh, and we'll get into it here in just a few minutes, but uh, we'll we'll do that for you here coming up in just a couple of minutes. This is Game Time, and it's on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and still very muggy conditions. Low temperatures fall to 73 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny, hot and humid tomorrow, high of 97. Our heat index tops out at 101. And the same story on Friday, mostly sunny skies, a high of 96 with a heat index right at 100 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. It's One Chicago on a Wednesday. Uh, it's on NBC. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before, maybe maybe more than you'd like to hear me talk about it. So the, the line exactly is, it's like when we were watching Baylor win the national championship. Ha ha, I know. Well done by Derek Haas. We appreciate that. A mention of Baylor winning the national championship on Chicago Fire last night. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. All right, uh, 11 minutes after 4 o'clock, 4.11. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Our 4 o'clock hour service of Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. And again, uh, this is, I, I, I ran across this earlier today, and I thought, you know, this, in my opinion, is exactly how I think athletes should approach things. The, uh, the question was, uh, you know, Cam Newton was signed to a another one-year deal for the 2021 season, and and uh, the uh, Patriots then drafted Mac Jones, and when he was available in the uh, 15th spot in the NFL draft, and Cam Newton said he was the right pick, and you know that kind of stunned me for a second. Uh, listen to this audio, and then we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll discuss. You know, it didn't it didn't make me feel any type of way because he was the right pick. You know, what I'm saying in my opinion, and. You know, he was the best player available, and that's what the NFL draft is for. Um, as far as, you know, having any any chip on the shoulder, like, I mean, stating the obvious, I don't need too much to get myself going, let alone, you know, that happening. And it's no disrespect to to Mac. It's no disrespect to, you know, Bill and, and his decision. I, I support it 110% because there you still have to do what's right for the organization. Uh, for the long haul so you know like I said I will reiterate it's like we all have to make each other better and it starts with ourselves and holding ourselves to a daily so there you go uh Cam Newton talking about uh the the draft my takeaway was was that was refreshing there was no hey I'm gonna hold out there was no, hey, I want to trade. Hey, there was no, release me. You, This is not what you promised. You promised that I was going to be. There was none of that. Cam Newton said, you know what? This, that was the right guy at the right time, and they drafted him. And welcome to the National Football League. Uh, and Cam, you know, went on to say that it's going to be about competition. They'll all get out there. He said every guy, including Stenham, you know, that's a part of the organization, wants to be the starting quarterback. There's nothing new about that. That's, you know, that's not surprising that uh, that all of the guys want to be the guy. They want playing time. They want to be the starter, including Cam Newton. And EPI, I just, I found that that response, I found that that reaction different than what most players in today's and you know if it's a college player he's going to go well you know what I'm going to go put myself in the uh in the portal and I'm out of here uh in in an NFL guy would well I'm going to hold out I mean you know I want out of here but that wasn't his approach I mean I I found it refreshing it was very mature uh approach uh to the question and a very good answer and and surprisingly Coming from Cam Newton, who at times has been all about himself, and here he's not. It's certainly not here. Maybe there's some maturity there. I mean, Cam realizes that uh, that he's, in football terms, not a spring chicken, and in that, you know, probably his better days are behind him. But and uh, that he does not have as many snaps available to him as as he once did, and and that the Patriots or any other organization, for that matter. They have to look out for 
their best interests and their future interests. I, I just found it. I, I just I just love the approach and. He basically said, draft whoever you want to. I mean, to me, when reading between the lines, he said, draft whoever you want to, roll out the ball onto the practice field, and let's go compete and see who wins the job in Coach Belichick's eyes. And uh, playing for the uh, Patriots, you know, he is like under the mic, you know, he's under the microscope all the time by the press. Now, the Boston press is, you know, that actually they've had – They've uh, given him a fair shot, and uh, but it, you know they're going through the world after Brady, and uh, it, it's all new, and they really don't know what uh, the future holds for Bill Belichick or the uh, Patriots. Are they going to bounce back this year? Is Cam going to be the guy that's going to do it? Uh, he didn't do it his first year, but he didn't also get a a full shot at it as well. But uh, he's got some competition now. He really does. Yeah, there's guys there. But, I mean, if you're looking for a veteran, if you're looking for a veteran with leadership, you're probably going to you're probably going to dial up Cam Newton. I mean, if you get to a point in your season where you say, you know what, it's just not going to happen here or it's just not going to work here, and then you make that move. But I, I would suspect that – you know, unless Mac Jones or somebody comes out of nowhere and uh, and, and dials it up, then Cam Newton's going to be their quarterback. Well, I, I can't not, imagine that anybody else is going to win that job. Yes, uh, it's certainly not going to be Stidham. And, I mean, it could be. We don't know. But uh, the the odds are it's not going to be. He it didn't look like he actually was going to be the uh, player of the future, the quarterback of the future at Baylor before the Bryles thing. And then he left. But uh, still – uh, said it would be a good backup quarterback for many years, but I don't think he's a starting quarterback. Well, the competition is between uh, Newton and Jones. I think that's pretty clear. They drafted him 15th overall. Cam Newton's the veteran guy, so that's that's where the uh, that's where the competition is going to come down to. Why don't in today's in today's athletic world, why don't more guys take that approach? Why don't more guys take what I call the old school approach? You know what? You may have won the job today, but there's always tomorrow, and I'm going to outwork you today to win that job back tomorrow. Well, it's uh, the nature of the sport these days. Uh, we have athletes that are uh, coddled um, uh, from high school through college, and uh, they they feel that they have a sense of uh, you know being something more than they really are and uh so they they lose their perspective in life and and quite often they speak without thinking it's a 17 after four and and again uh you've got guys that that if it, it was promised to me it, it was promised to me you promised well come on just whether they did promise it to you or didn't promise it to you strap it on and go win the job strap it on and go compete that aspect seems to be gone in in athletics. And, you know, it's been gone for a while, I think, in professional athletics. But now it's drifted down to collegiate athletics. You know what? I, you know, I'm not going to hang around here. I'm going to go get in that portal, and I'm going to go find me a place to play. And it may take me three stops, but I'm going to find me a place to play. So uh, that's it just, I don't know. And maybe I'm being a little cynical here, but that's just my, my attitude, just watching guys. I mean, it, this is what's. It, it, it's it's like it's changing. It's kind of in front of our eyes. The uh, you know what what athletics looks like. Yeah, the mobility of athletes. They don't stay in one place. Uh, they don't go four years to a college most of the time. Uh, like you t- brought up the protocol, the uh, transfer protocol yesterday. 
and uh, students are moving all of the time, and they don't like it in one place to go to another. I can understand if they don't, don't like a coach, but even back in the old days, Tom, it didn't matter once you signed your name on the dotted line, you know, you were committed to that school. It's not that way anymore. And so that's, that it's changed the landscape. It has, and, you know, and I often have thought that the the scholarship program needs to be overhauled. You know, if I sign, it used to be if I signed with you as the athlete, I'm committed to you for four years. You as the school, you were committed to me for one year. A lot of people didn't realize that and still don't. The the scholarship going back to the athlete, the 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 coach or the or the school can can uh, they have a they have the right to non renew that that scholarship where the the athlete does not or didn't they do now they certainly do now uh, they've got the transfer portal and they all have one freebie uh, so you know without having to sit out so. There you go. All right, so 420. It's 20 minutes after 4. This is game time on uh, ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. We're glad you're with us. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we are going to be joined by Kendall Rogers. Kendall is with uh, D1 Baseball, and we'll get to Kendall and get his thoughts on, on uh, you know, everything that's going on in college baseball, including a look back at the uh, Super Regionals and a look ahead to the College World Series. That's next right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. I love baseball. The Rangers look to split their series with the Astros tonight in Houston. 3-2 pitch hit on the ground to third over the back fair. Holt has it, long throw across, and he got it. You do my baseball. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Hicks inviting you to join Jared Sandler, Zach Walchuk, and me. 1-1. He swings and rockets one into right center field, a base hit. That one's going to roll towards the wall and bounces off of it. Our Geico broadcast time tonight is 6.30 on the Rangers radio network. Don't miss country legend Doug Stone. Friday night, June 25th at the Waco Hippodrome Theater in Waco. Tickets start at just $20 and can be purchased at WacoHippodromeTheater.com. Proudly presented by Shooter FM, Kicker Country, and JMT Music Entertainment. I need a jukebox with a country song. The Jeep Freedom Day sales event is going on right now at Freedom Country in Killeen. And you can catch a great deal on hundreds of vehicles, both in-store or online. And every new Jeep comes with a membership to America's most valuable customer care program, the Jeep Wave Customer Care Program. Get worry-free maintenance for your new Jeep at no additional cost. Come see why you can always buy for less in Killeen. Visit us in-store or online at freedomcountry.com. We're making car buying easy with five makes, two stores, all in one location at Freedom Country. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, Wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? 
the pickup outfitters we think you do. And we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco. We're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Time for our Central Texas Sports Update Brought to you by Slovacic Sausage Rangers and the Astros continue their series tonight down in Houston Lyles on the mound for the Astros Grinky will go to the hill uh, Lyles on the mound for the Rangers rather And Grinky will go to the hill for the Houston Astros 6.30 broadcast time right here on ESPN Central Texas Longtime Dallas Mavericks president of basketball operations and GM Donnie Nelson out after 24 seasons with the franchise. And three Baylor baseball players were named to the 2021 ABC Rawlings All-Central Region with Andy Thomas being tabbed to the first team. Luke Boyd and Jared McKenzie were selected to the second team. And that is a check on the sports news of the day. Our sports news of the day brought to you by Slovacics in West. It is 424. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and EP, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a a Wednesday afternoon. On this uh on this Wednesday, we uh we're gonna talk to uh we're gonna talk to Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball here in just a couple of minutes on the program. So it's uh, and we're gonna get into we're gonna get into the uh, TCU thing. We're gonna get into the Aggies. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, what happened in the um, in the uh, in the super regionals, and uh, and discuss what's coming up in uh, in, in as far as uh, the uh, College World Series is concerned. And, and the College World Series will begin Saturday. Uh, with Stanford taking on NC State, that's going to be a one o'clock first pitch Saturday afternoon from TD Ameritrade Ballpark in Omaha. And you know every, everything changes, but uh, Rosenblatt was uh, was a place that I absolutely loved to go and and uh, thought it was the coolest place that I'd ever been. And, and when all the activities were going on, uh, you know, outside the ballpark as you were getting ready for for the uh, for the World Series, I always thought that was a a, a cool place. So. Uh, I think we I think we got Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball joins us. Good afternoon, Kendall. How are you, buddy? Oh, yeah, lost him. Well, we'll fig- we'll get it figured out here. Uh so we'll we'll get to Kendall here in just a second on the program. But yeah, I always thought and and, and I know that uh you know everybody says, "Well, you got to change and, and 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 so they did. But you know, it was just the setting of Rosenblatt. It was over by the the uh, the zoo, and that was a cool zoo, by the way. And, and just it was just a neat place. It it had that uh, 
it had it just had that homey feeling to it as far as I was concerned. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and everything else that is going on in the wide world of sports here on this uh, on this Wednesday afternoon. But we'll get into that with Kendall here in just a couple of minutes. We are efforting Kendall now uh, for the program. So. There you go. I, I think I think we are ready to go with Kendall here on the program. Kendall, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing all right. Long time to talk. It's good to hear your voice, my man. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm good. Just, you know, one year off of the College World Series, and we're back in business. So I, I could not be happier, although it's going to be a little toasty this weekend at Omaha. <laughs> well, it, you know, and it's toasty now. We were just talking about that. We went from 75 in, in rain for three straight weeks to, to, to 97 degrees. Hey, before we talk about what's going on in Omaha, let's go back a couple of major moves. Uh, first of all, Jim Schlossnagel to Texas A&M. A, was that surprising, and B, is that a great move for the Aggies? Uh, a, it's not surprising at all. I think he was the guy that we all kind of expected to get that job. You know, obviously he, he had some flirtations with Mississippi State a few years ago. Uh, I think for him it wasn't exactly the right time. And, you know, I think when you look at his situation now, you know, he's really kind of done all he can do at TCU. He's got, you know, his, his kids are out of, out of high school and stuff like that. They're in college now. And so – I think from a timing standpoint, which I think is pretty much the most important thing when you're looking for a new head coach is just the, the timing of the situation. Uh, it was perfect for him, and I think this is a really good move for A&M. Obviously, there were some names like Tony Vitello and whatnot in the mix um, for that job. But I think when you look at coaches that are tied in the state of Texas, uh, coaches that have won a high, at a high level in the state, and, oh, by the way, coaches that have, that have knocked A&M out of the postseason in the Super Regional round, uh, he, he kind of fits that bill. So, you know, he fits the same mold as a, as a kind of a Jimbo Fisher type of hire, in my opinion. You know, he had a couple of lean years, got the Frogs back on track and as a top eight this year, and now we'll, we'll see what he can do in the SEC, which uh, with what promises to be a pretty, pretty high-powered staff, I feel like. And then yesterday, TCU promoted Kirk Sarloose, and I think we all thought that that was going to happen. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Kirk is, has put in his time. I mean, this is a guy that – uh, was certainly a, a heralded pitching coach at Cal State Fullerton before making the move to TCU. And, uh, you know, he turned down Stanford and turned down Rice uh, with the idea that eventually, uh, you know, because Jim has always kind of covered the SEC. And I think he kind of saw it as a, hey, I'm going to wait my turn here. And then once uh, Jim leaves, you know, I've positioned myself to take over. And he's done a really nice job. He's an elite recruiter, he's a solid pitching coach. And he's certainly beloved in the program. So I thought that was a, Kind of a no-brainer hire for the Frogs. Were you surprised that they, and I don't know how, how extensive they did, but they did say that they were going to open it up in, in, you know, for a nationwide search. I, I kind of assumed that they would just do it. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts there? Man, I think they were doing their due diligence. I mean, I had no doubt from, from talking to sources they reached out to Dan Heefner. My understanding is that he didn't have a lot of interest. And, you know, Dan is interesting. You know, Baylor a few years ago went after him. Uh, Oklahoma's gone after him, and he's rebuffed both. I just think Dan is one of those guys, like, he's his own dude. Like, he kind of feels like he's he's etched the path for, you know, his his career at, at DBU. He's not really looking big unless it's a huge SEC job or something like that. So, I think they kind of inquired at people like Heefner, and I think once, you know, Heath and a few others probably rebuffed him a little bit, they're probably like, you know what, we're better off just going with Kirk. And that's not to say that Kirk wasn't their first choice. But uh, I do know they did reach out to a couple of guys, particularly Heathner, and I don't think the reception 
was quite as warm as they may have liked. Talking with uh, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball. All right, Kendall, Super Regionals, we just wrapped them up. Uh, man, and I thought if, if, if it was going to happen, this was the year for DBU to get to Omaha. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you look at their matchup with Virginia. They they unfortunately just caught Virginia playing really, really good baseball. I mean, Virginia and NC State, you know, NC State knocked off Arkansas. Both of those ACC teams, Tom, I mean, from about the midseason point on, um, they played outstanding baseball. And, you know, Virginia is one of those teams now. You saw the big home run from Kyle Teal uh, late in that game against DBU. They're one of those teams that kind of had that magical team of destiny look to them. I mean, they're just getting all the big hits at the right time. What about Arkansas? I mean, uh, again, what a terrific ball club that they built. Never lost a weekend series until Supers. Yeah, you just never know. I mean, I, I, you know, to make it Arkansas-related, I, I think back to that really good Baylor team who had Arkansas beaten in that Super Regional. And Twelve. The one, one play happens and the whole thing goes to hell. And so I just, you know, baseball is crazy. And baseball can be great. Uh, baseball can be cruel. And I think when you look at Arkansas – they just did not – I mean, they just not look like the same team the last two weeks. I don't know if the deep run through the SEC tournament wore them out a little bit or what, but they just didn't hit with the same kind of intensity they had the last couple of weeks. you got to give NC State some credit. But, you know, the, the one thing I didn't like, and I very seldom, and, and I hate to even criticize coaches here, but the one thing I didn't like is when you look at a couple of these SEC teams that started their closers in the last game, uh, particularly Arkansas, I just don't like the idea of, hey, you know, your weekend rotation brought you this far, and oh, by the way, in our last game, we're going to start our closer. Uh, I just think that's setting the wrong tone. I think it's setting the tone that you feel like, hey, unless Kevin cops is on the mound, I don't think we can win. I know that's not reality, but, I mean, that's perception, and sometimes perception is reality. No, and I, I, t- I agree with you. We talked about that a lot around around the radio station is why do you change things? I mean, it, and it's not like that you were short on arms. You had guys that have, have competed at a high level for you and won for you, yet you chose to go to the back end of your bullpen and get your closer. Yeah, I just, you know, Kevin Cobbs threw about as well as he could. It's just. I just think that puts some unnecessary pressure on your team in that situation. Top of the order didn't hit. That's the other part that that happened in that Arkansas series. That usually helps. <laughs> so we're with with coming off of COVID and, and and you know and with with players being able to to stay over and, and get that fifth year if, in, in some cases. Where, where are we with with college baseball? Where's the what's? Give me kind of a state of the union in your opinion. You you cover this as well as anybody uh, covering college baseball. Where are we as far as is is college baseball? Just the overall landscape of college baseball right now. You know, it's interesting. I really thought when the COVID shutdown happened, uh, I was very concerned about college baseball. Like I was kind of thinking, okay, we're going to do all these cuts here, here, and here. We're going to lose a lot of programs. College baseball is not doomed, but it's going to take a hit. And frankly, I mean, outside of three or four programs, college baseball got out of the pandemic pretty unscathed. And I would argue, too, and I can only judge based off of our traffic and subscriptions and things like that. Like, I would argue that the interest level in college baseball is greater than it ever has been. And, you know, I think the level of play this year has been very good. And I think the next step for college baseball is, you know, once we can kind of get all these athletic departments back on track financially, is looking at the scholarship situation. Clearly, there's some Title IX implications here. But, you know, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, brought up a great point during the SEC tournament that, you know, let's let's move college baseball from an 11.7 equivalency sport to a headcount sport where, 
you know, you're, you're getting, you know, 12 or 13 people on a full scholarship uh, as opposed to giving everybody 25%. Now, uh, that's going to require a lot of kids to walk on and pay their own way. But, I mean, you got to remember, most kids are paying almost their whole way now. So, you know, if anything, if, if you have 12 or 13 full rides, that gives the ability for, you know, coaches to go out there and be able to tell a, a second-round pick, hey, A, you have a better chance to get to the, the big leagues by coming to college, and B, oh, by the way, you're not paying a penny for school. And, and Kendall, the, the other part of that equation is when you give a partial, when you give a partial scholarship, you now have minimums you got to meet. It didn't used to be that way. I used to be able to just give you books and help this guy with room and board. Now, when I give you part of that eleven point seven, I've got to give you, uh, I got to meet minimums, and that really makes it difficult on college baseball coaches. Yeah, and, and just to make it, just to keep it local. I mean, if if I'm a if I'm Steve Rodriguez and I have a kid in Waco who you know goes to Midway and doesn't you know obviously can afford to go to Baylor and doesn't need to you know we don't need to give him a scholarship. And if he loves Baylor and you know what Steve can get him to go to Baylor for zero percent, like why shouldn't you be able to do that? I mean, not not every kid needs you know a lot of kids. For instance, I mean, growing up, my parents put away money for college, so. Uh, you know, maybe in that situation, I might not have need, needed 25%. I know a lot of people aren't in that situation, but there are a lot of kids out there who play baseball, who are really good at baseball, who would love to go to a place like Baylor, Texas, or A&M, who don't necessarily need to get any money. 436, we're visiting with Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball. All right, let's 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 look at the, uh, the the College World Series. And, you know, just on paper, who, who is the, who, who's the favorite coming out of this group? Well, I mean, I just think right now, I mean, I, I'm really, I would really be scared of their opponent if I'm Bandy. But, I mean, I do lean Bandy. I think Arizona is very dangerous. I mean, people talk so much about their home run ability. Uh, I look at their, their doubles ability in a, in a ballpark like TD Ameritrade. If you can hit a lot of doubles, uh, that's very good. Uh, but, you know, if Vanderbilt is clicking on all cylinders, it's just hard to imagine. Uh, Kamar Rocker and, and Jack Light are not taking care of business. How about both of those guys? We're excellent in the regional, super regional round, especially Kamar. You know, he's a guy that when the big the big lights and the big stage are on, like he is not uh, he's not any better. Um, you know, he's, he's just an incredible, incredible competitor. And then Jack Leiter, I thought last weekend. You know, Kamar got him off to a great start against TCU, but I thought Jack Leiter, I thought his slider was electric against East Carolina. So if those two guys are pitching like that, uh, they're going to have a lot of success. I think the big key in, to watching that game is Arizona's ability to get Kumar Rucker's pitch count up. You know, Arkansas in the SEC tournament, they really laid out that, that slider. Kamara wasn't able to throw that slider for a lot of strikes. So what happened? By well, the fourth inning, he's already 85 at 90 pitches. He was out of the game. That's going to be the formula for Arizona. We'll see if they can execute it. And then the other bracket, uh, for me, it's Texas or Mississippi State. I mean, Tennessee, uh, they hit a lot of home runs. I just wonder how, how much that style trade, especially the winds likely coming in from the south. Uh, but I look at Texas and Mississippi State. Those are both teams that are playing at a very high level. They're both teams that have a knack for getting clutch hits. And I'm I'm assuming you like the depth of the Texas pitching staff. Yeah, I mean, you, you could argue Vandy is obviously the, one, the the best one-two punch, but I could also make the strong argument that Texas has the best one-two-three punch. I mean, I think Pete Hansen, their number three starter for me, is probably the best arm they have. I mean, I think he's the most consistent the quote-unquote best stuff they got on that staff. So, I mean, you can make a legit argument that Ty Madden is their third most efficient pitcher right now. 
And as far as you mentioned TD Ameritrade, uh, tell tell our listeners how different that ballpark plays than Rosenblatt. It's interesting because it all really depends on the weather. I mean, I, I think it was a couple of years ago, we had like six straight days where a cold front blew through, so the wind was blowing straight out. Uh, but like right now, it's supposed to be really hot this weekend. That tells me it's coming. It's going to be coming in from the south. And so that means if you're a home run hitting team, pretty much the only way you're getting out of there is by hitting it down the right field line because it is 408 to dead center. So it is very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark. And I think it was uh, – I want to say it was UCLA – who scored like nine runs the whole World Series and won the College World Series back in 2013. Of course, that was with a different ball, but still the point remains. Yeah, and, and Rosenblatt, uh, a routine fly ball, if the wind's blowing right, can get out of there. Yeah, I still remember Mitch Moreland from Mississippi State. If you remember that little pavilion out in dead center, I remember him one bouncing it off of that out of the whole ballpark one time. Hey, hey, so uh, what's going on with D1 Baseball? What can uh, what can our, our listeners, if they go to D1 Baseball, what are they going to find right now? Man, we're going to have all sorts of stuff. We'll have a, a ton of World Series coverage. We'll also be all over the transfer tracker. Obviously, players do not have to sit out this summer if they transfer, so that's going to be very active. And, of course, we'll have a lot of summer league coverage. You want to follow A&M, Texas, Baylor, TC, you name it, players on the summer circuit. Uh, we'll have all that covered. So, it's been a really busy spring. I'll be honest with you. After last year, I'm glad to be really busy. So uh, we're just getting started. Kendra, do you do you foresee a lot of a lot of movement uh, uh, as far as players transferring? I do. I mean, right now I think we're like 1,800 players in the portal. I think all of last year we went like just over 2,000. So there's going to be a lot of players in there. What I have not seen so far, though, is are any high profile guys. I mean, there are like three or four kids that are decently profiled, but there have not been these high-profile transfers that, you know, if you remember back in the the, the, the BU heydays, I mean, uh, Tulane made a living on those guys. You know, and, um, you know, Manzella, Micah Owings and company, and there just aren't those kind of names in there just yet. Um, will, will that be the case? We'll find out, but I don't think it's going to be. I think today in college baseball, I think for the most part, unless you're in a low-major low conference, uh, people are putting a lot of money into college baseball, and you're going to see that with with how many of these high-profile kids they put. All right, uh, Kendall, uh, and then finally i got to ask you, who's going to get the LSU gig? I mean, right now it looks like my Bianca or Cliff Goddard, unless Scott Woodward just doing a crazy trick job, which he, <laughs> he never really does. I mean, everybody kind of knows going back to the, the Jimbo hire, I mean, that was rumored like in the middle of November of that year. Uh, and then the Kim Mulkey hire, I, don't, I mean, I don't really think people were that surprised they went after Mulkey. And I'm not sure people are that surprised that, you know, they were they threw a bunch of money and she took that job. So, um, you know, I think Scott makes it abundantly clear who his top choice is. And, you know, they courted Pat Casey and Kevin O'Sullivan. LSU fans didn't like that, made it well known, so they kind of backed off. And, and now they could end up with uh, Bianco or Godwin, which I think both those guys are really good. But, you know, Mike has been to Omaha once in 20 years, and you know, Kevin O'Sullivan went seven times in a decade, and that wasn't good enough. So, be careful what you wish for, uh, LSU fans. Hey, Kendall, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks for coming on with us. I know you're busy this time of the year. And Thanks, we, Tom. We Good to talk to you, brother. You too. I'll talk to you soon. That is Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball. I'm telling you right now, EP, if it's college baseball, Kendall Rogers knows it. I mean, he eats, breathes, and sleeps it. And if you read his stuff in D1 Baseball, it is terrific.
Well, I'm going to have to to do that. I was impressed with his interview, and gosh, what knowledge of the sport! Uh, he does have that, and uh, and man, he is uh, he is back when I was doing regular baseball, you know, 20 years ago. He was all over it then. He has been. Uh, he has been a part of uh, co- the college baseball scene forever, and I promise you he'll be on the front row when it comes to the College World Series starting on Saturday. He'll be in Omaha. It is a 442, and again, thanks to Kendall Rogers for being a part of the program. 442, we are 18 away from 5, uh, and our Ranger Roundup is coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Randy Flagler, our guest, Baylor grad, part of the uh, Chicago Fire uh, television show that is very successful. Through the years, like you see certain character names, and I start laughing because I know it's one of our fraternity buddies, like last name and so on. I, just, cool. I, I keep it to myself, but it's very funny. I, I remember the first time I noticed that, it was, I think, 2016, when right. Corey Jefferson was a character on the show, <laughs> and, right. and that was obviously an homage to uh, Corey Jefferson, who played basketball at Baylor. Exactly, yeah. No, it, I think there's little hidden secrets in there that sometimes I might be the only one of the cast, you know, that, that gets them. And actually, you mentioned in the Armstrong Browning yeah, Library, yeah. I started laughing. I, I'm, I'm hoping my mic was off because I had forgotten that, the reality thing. But oh, it's yeah. like, when I saw it, it was like, is that, did Derek write this one? Like, I got to check it. It's like a total, you know, totally the library, you know. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. It's a new year, which means God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. Do you have an idea for a book, fiction, nonfiction, or a children's book? We can help you put it together and bring it to market at Dorrance Publishing. We have thousands of testimonials from people just like you that we've helped get their books sold in stores and online. We've even got a service called The Writer's Coach. It's perfect for people that have a book idea in their head and they just need someone to help them put it on paper. Dorrance Book Publishing has been helping people just like you who have a book idea, written or not, for over 100 years. Imagine being counted among the most famous authors in the world with your very own book. Call right now and let us help you turn a book idea into reality. It's easier than you think. You just need a little help. Call us now. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098. That's 800-879-4098. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. 
That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. I love baseball. The Rangers look to split their series with the... All right, welcome back in. It is time for the Ranger Roundup here on ESPN Central Texas. It's uh, 446, 14 away from 5, and we will talk a little bit about last night's game. What a terrific game, but what a gut-wrencher for the Rangers. They had a 2-1 lead going to the bottom of the ninth, and they give up a home run in the bottom of the ninth to tie the game at two apiece, go to the top of the tenth, scratch home a run, take a 3-2 lead, and then Jose Altuve hits a slam for a 6-3 walk-off win over the Rangers. So, uh, a, yeah, a 6-3 Astros win over Texas. But, man, oh, man, uh, the, the Rangers just, oh, just gut-wrenching. Now, Correa with that bottom of the ninth uh, game tire to make it 2-2, and then uh, Altuve with the slam for a 6-3 Houston win. And I think they now have a 5-3 lead in the Battle of the Boots. So uh, there you go. They'll continue that series coming up tonight. Now, the Rangers did jump out to the lead, and they got it when uh, Gallo delivered an RBI double. So Gallo, one, one. he swings and rockets one into right center field, a base hit. That one's going to roll towards the wall and bounces off of it. Garcia hits the bag at third. Tony Beasley sends him home. The relay throw from Correa is not in time as Garcia's in standing up. Joey Gallo at second base, an RBI double, and the Rangers strike first in this one here in the top of the fourth. It's one nothing. That is Jared Sandler with the call on the Texas Ranger Radio Network. 447, 13 away from five. Now for the Rangers and the Astros again, they will go at it tonight. It is a seven oh a seven ten first pitch. Our broadcast will begin at six thirty here on ESPN Central Texas. Jordan Lyles, the right hander on the mound for Texas. He is two and four with an ERA of five point three seven. And Zach Granke, don't laugh. That's uh, that's getting better. That ERA was up around seven earlier this year. Zach Granke, the right hander on the bump for the Astros. He's six and two with a three point six eight earn run average with 62 strikeouts so it's texas and houston again tonight from minute maid park down in houston and again our broadcast will begin at 6 30 